This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord. So, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring at the end of the current court session. And I must say, there is plenty of conversation out there about how the news of this got out in January. Uh, and one suspects Justice Breyer is not very happy about this because this kind of news traditionally comes at the end of a court session in uh, June. Um, it didn't happen that way. Somebody clearly leaked that, and the word is Justice Breyer is not happy. Be that it may, there is President Joe Biden with his campaign pledge to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. But is that really what he promised? Or was his promise yet another example of blatant racism from the American left? We'll have a look back at the nomination of the only black person on the Supreme Court, Justice Clarence Thomas. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new my slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including those fabulous Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Now, let's hop in the Wayback Machine and flash back to 1991. The first African American to serve on the Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall, a good liberal, announces he will be retiring. After the accolades and congratulations for his career as a legal pioneer, the demand goes up instantly from Democrats and left-wing activist groups that Justice Marshall must, must, mind you, be replaced by a black justice. This was, went the saying, the, quote, black seat, unquote, on the Supreme Court. Unbeknownst to the liberals making this demand, President George H.W. Bush was, in fact, talking to a black federal judge about the appointment. His name? Clarence Thomas. There were the usual series of ongoing conversations, very quietly behind the scenes, that revolve around a presidential appointment to the Supreme Court. Then one day, out of the blue, Judge Thomas received a phone call asking if he could come to the Bush vacation compound in Kennebuckport, Maine, to discuss the idea some more. He did so, leaving behind, it was so sudden, he was leaving behind his wife, Virginia, for what he assumed was simply more conversation on the topic. Once there, however, after that some more conversation, President Bush invited Judge Thomas for lunch and told him that at 2 p.m. the two would go out onto the front lawn at the, of the Kennebunk Board Estate and the waiting press corps to make the announcement that the president was in fact officially nominating Judge Clarence Thomas to the Supreme Court of the United States. That announcement was no sooner made and bam! All those Democrats and left-wing activists who had been demanding the appointment of a black man to what they called the black seat on the court 
turned on Clarence Thomas with a ferocious hostility. Justice Thomas would later recount what happened in both a book titled My Grandfather's Son and a recent documentary film titled Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in His Own Words. In his book, Justice Thomas describes some of the things that followed his nomination. He was accused falsely of having an outstanding federal tax lien placed on him by the IRS. Next, he was bizarrely accused of keeping a small Confederate flag on his desk when he worked for then-Missouri Attorney General John Danforth. In fact, it was a miniature of the state flag of his native Georgia, which has a small Confederate emblem in it, or did at that time. But it was the state flag of Georgia. <clears throat> and, of course, Clarence Thomas famously was born in the tiny hamlet of Pinpoint, Georgia. The media ran with stories about the psychological implications of a black man having a Confederate flag when, of course, the story was a lie. Next, he was accused of being an anti-Semite because, as a young man, he had been attracted to the principle of self-reliance. Staff members at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, where Thomas had served as chairman during the Reagan administration, were approached by reporters wanting to know, quote, do you have any dirt on Thomas, unquote. One article falsely claimed that Clarence Thomas and his wife Virginia belonged to a church that had a religious practice of, get this, handling poisonous snakes and speaking in tongues. False. Very false. He was accused of using cocaine and having sex with underage girls. False and bizarre. The head of the leftist Alliance for Justice told the Wall Street Journal that America and the court deserve better than a, quote, minimally qualified justice, unquote. No bigotry there. The NAACP, once the leader in fighting for the rights of black Americans, had gone far left and instantly announced their opposition to Judge Thomas. Then, finally, there was the sudden appearance of a long-ago staffer, Anita Hill, to accuse Judge Thomas of all manner of ugly behavior when he ran the EEOC, behavior that was hotly denied and refuted by other female staffers. On and on and on went this abominable treatment of a black nominee by leftists, the very leftists who had demanded a black nominee to the Supreme Court. But why? Why in the world would they demand a black be nominated for what they called the black seat on the Supreme Court and then dump all over him? There was a reason, and only one reason. Here is Justice Thomas, first at a Senate confirmation hearing, answering his accusers, and then, only recently, looking back on the moment in the documentary film Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in his own words. First, here is then-Judge Thomas and his famous statement, uh, when he was under attack at that Senate confirmation hearing in 1991. Senator, I would like to start by saying unequivocally, uncategorically, that I deny each and every single allegation against me today that suggested in any way that I had conversations of a sexual nature or about pornographic material with Anita Hill that I ever attempted to date her, that I ever had any personal sexual interest in her, or that I in any way ever harassed her. A second, and I think more important point, I think that this today is a travesty. 
I think that it is disgusting. I think that this hearing should never occur in America. This is a case in which this sleaze, this dirt, was searched for by staffers of members of this committee, was then leaked to the media, and this committee and this body validated it and displayed it at prime time over our entire nation. How would any member on this committee, any person in this room, or any person in this country would like sleaze said about him or her in this fashion? Or this dirt dredged up and this gossip and these lies displayed in this manner? How would any person like it? The Supreme Court is not worth it. No job is worth it. I'm not here for that. I'm here for my name, my family, my life, and my integrity. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. Now, here is Justice Thomas discussing why so many on the left hated a black nominee for the court. I was under a constant attack. You're not really black because you're not doing what we expect black people to do. I will nominate Judge Clarence Thomas to serve as Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. That's when all heck broke loose. Judge Thomas began to use work situations to discuss sex. We know exactly what's going on here. This is the wrong black guy. He has to be destroyed. You really didn't matter. What mattered was what they wanted. So you'd still like to serve on the Supreme Court? I'd rather die than withdraw from the process. I wanted to be able to say I lived up to my oath and did my best. So, as the demand goes up right now for Joe Biden to appoint a, quote, black woman, unquote, to the Supreme Court to replace Justice Breyer, remember that those making the demand don't really want a black woman at all. They want a fellow leftist. And if the president of the United States right now were Donald Trump, and he nominated a black woman who was both a federal judge and a conservative, as with the nomination of Clarence Thomas, those leftists would savage her, because in their very racist world, to be black is to be left. And if you are black and not left, if you have left the liberal plantation 
and you have any prominent position in America, they will attack you relentlessly. Just ask conservative black Americans with names like Candace Owens or Janine Borelli or Dr. Ben Carson or Justice Clarence Thomas. For the word of the Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, to catch up on the news and views of the day. Thanks for coming. See you next time, and have a happy week. Bye-bye.